Welcome to Surrogacy Talk with me, your fabulous host and family building expert, Frank Golden. I'll be talking about surrogacy, IVF, and making babies. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is your host, Frank Golden. Um, And today I would like to talk about our matching calls, how to prepare for your match call. And, um, And I know this is a topic that always comes up for intended parents and for prospective surrogates. And so... Um, I want to break it up into two parts today. I'd like to talk about my personal experience as an intended parent, and then we'll kind of dive in um, as to how we prepare our intended parents and our surrogates um, for a match call. So first and foremost, it is like a first date. There's the nervous jitters, obviously. Um, People don't know what to say. And, you know, from the intended parent perspective, when Adam and I were going through the process and our agency let us know that they had a surrogate for us, we got to view her profile and we immediately liked her. And then the first thing that came into our minds was, oh, my goodness, now how do we transition this um, general interest from the profile into talking with this person over the phone? And we kind of got nervous, which is weird because... I've always been on a stage and, you know, doing things. And and then here I am getting nervous about a simple phone call. So you do get nervous and it's like a first date and you get on the phone and initially you're kind of trying to navigate and find your way through the conversation. For Adam and I, though, the the conversation, and I think because the candidate that we were paired with was just very um, congenial and had, you know, charisma and just was really great at talking with us. So the conversation kind of flowed. It was natural. Um, And so I would say after the first five or 10 minutes, we kind of found our... uh, our jive, if you will. And I think the, I think it lasted over an hour. I think we were on the phone over an hour, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, you go into it and you're not sure how long it's going to last and am I going to run out of things to say? And then it just becomes really natural and it was great. It was really great. Um, so I would say for intended parents and surrogates going into the call, it's completely natural to be a little nervous, take a deep breath, um, and just kind of dive in and keep an open mind. And, and you'll really do great. You know, from from an agency owner's perspective, there are a few things that we do to kind of try and calm the nerves a little bit and prepare you going into that call. So for, um, for surrogates first, um, we do send out... Um, a PDF packet with different questions and topics. And we send that out for our intended parents first. Um, But with our surrogates, we do have um, a conference call with them. Um, And if they're married, they have a husband or spouse, we would like them on the call too. And then we as the agency, you know, we have a discussion with them about potential questions intended parents could ask just so that they're not, you know, taken aback or completely unprepared for that experience. We do like them to feel supported um, and be more prepared diving into the call Um, just because I've been an intended parent. So I know some of the questions that come up and, and we like our surrogates to be as prepared as possible. So they go into it, they have a much better grasp of what a match call consists of, um, what questions might be thrown at them, how to answer those questions appropriately, and then things not to talk about. Um, And we also go through that with our intended parents too. Um, For intended parents, we send you a PDF packet that has different questions and appropriate topics to talk about. You know, you want to find out what the person's hobbies are, what their daily routine consists of. Um, Intended parents might ask their uh, potential surrogate why they want to become a surrogate. And, you know, a lot of the questions um, are answered in the profile. 
you, you get a profile um, of the surrogate. The surrogate gets a profile of the intended parents. And a lot of these things that get brought up on the call, they're already out there. They're out there in the open, but it's, it's crucially important for people to verbalize those things. Just because someone says they like to garden, you know, it's great reading it, but it's even better to hear about those experiences over the phone and then actually be able to ask questions and really dive into that experience. So it's really important that even if something's answered in the profile that we talk about it anyway, um, which is really great. It leads to some really interesting conversation, and it just makes that entire match call much more in an organic experience than something that's scripted in robotics. So you cannot um, kind of go through a match call and you know fake it or have it be too scripted and then think at the end of the day that you're going to have a successful match. It's just not going to work. So the, the conversation really does need to flow and be kind of organic. I stay, you know, I mute my phone as the agency owner. I'm on all the calls and I mute my phone and I kind of listen in the background, but I'm there for all parties. So if a question comes up that I need to kind of dive in and help answer, I'm there. So everyone should know first and foremost that I'm part of the entire process. I don't uh, exchange contact information and then just kind of walk away. i I like to make sure that the match experience is what it needs to be because I know what a successful match looks like and what it needs to be or at least what it needs to begin as in order to develop into a really strong and cohesive match that at the end of the day produces um, a surrogacy journey that is pleasant and harmonious for everybody, for both parties. Okay, It's very important for intended parents to realize that while you are compensating a surrogate, um, to go through this process with you and to help grow you a baby, the surrogacy experience or surrogacy journey is also an experience and journey for the surrogate as well. And they have their own hopes and dreams and desires of what they're seeking from the experience. It is not just a financial incentive for the surrogate. They, you know, in many cases are doing this because they've always had a calling to help in this capacity to help build a family. And so it's important that we get all of those things out there and we convey those messages throughout the match call. And there are a few different topics. So, you know, the questions that we send out are, you know, what are your hobbies? Um, why would you like to become a surrogate? Um, from the um, surrogate side of it, they always ask intended parents um, what their hopes and expectations are around communication specifically. What kind of updates would they feel most comfortable with? Do they want their intended parents to come to the appointments. Um, all of those key topics are discussed. They're very crucial and important. So that's why we like to send that list out just because, you know, in the heat of the moment and you're nervous and you're on this match call with these people you've never spoken with before, you don't want key things to be left out in that initial call anyway. So that's another reason why we send that. Um, but a few things that um, if they they aren't discussed, I do um, bring them up towards the end of the call just so we can verbalize. Okay, so a few key topics. Um, the surrogate and the intended parents um, view on selective reduction termination. Very key thing. It's critical. Could become a sticking point in, in any legal contract around a surrogacy arrangement. You know, we as an agency would only pair a surrogate and intended parent couple up with um, like-minded Okay, people that have the same stance on selective reduction termination to begin with, and that's in the profile. But it it is one of those topics that you need, especially from the intended parent side, if they are of the mindset that if there's a genetic abnormality, they would like to terminate the pregnancy with doctor recommendation. 
from the intended parent perspective, even if the surrogate says that she's willing to do that in her profile, they want that peace of mind. They want to hear it from the surrogate's own lips that, yes, I'm solid on that stance. I'm not going to change my mind. This is my view on it. And then some other things that we bring up, um, breastfeeding. Um, Do the intended parents expect the surrogate to pump while she's in the hospital? And then we help arrange her to ship the breast milk. So that's just something to kind of discuss in the early stages so that we know what the expectations might be around that. Um, Diet and fitness, you know, do the intended parents expect the surrogate to maintain a health regimen? Believe it or not, we do have intended parents sometimes that um, they don't want her working out <laughs> um, or doing any sort of physical strenuous activity, even though I think there are studies out there to indicate that doctors do want women to at least maintain some sort of healthy workout regimen. It's not unheard of for women to do that. They probably shouldn't be out there doing like uh, CrossFit, <laughs> you know, maybe when they're like in their third trimester, that might might not be a good idea, but um, maybe power walking or something. I'm sure there's a whole fitness regimen for, um, for pregnant mothers, and so that's very important. Um, another topic that comes up, um, religion. So we wouldn't want to pair intended parents up with a surrogate that's overly religious. Um, that could also kind of hinder the whole um, pro-life versus pro-choice stance in the journey. And then another key thing that we talk about during the match call, number of embryos to transfer. Key topic, key topic. Um, especially from a surrogate's perspective, you, you do not want to enter into an arrangement where you only wanted to transfer one embryo and carry one healthy singleton and then have your intended parents at the last minute change their mind when it comes to the contracts. And then you get your draft contract back and notice that the intended parents has, have had their attorney put into the contract that they want to transfer two embryos all of a sudden. Um, You know, where did this come from? I I don't want to carry twins. And so we do not want our surrogates to be surprised where that's concerned. Everyone should have clear expectation going into it. What I can tell you is that um, the ASRM, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, has put out new guidelines that in almost every instance now, they are recommending a single embryo transfer. Um, And I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, creating an environment where they are setting the intended parents up for success, not only in having a successful outcome, but the quality of life for the baby, the growing baby anyway. Um, There are many more complications that can arise during a twin pregnancy. And so, you know, they do like to inform the intended parents and the surrogates of those risks associated with the twin gestation. And so, you know, they are recommending a single embryo transfer now in most instances. So we just like to make sure that if intended parents choose to be matched with a surrogate who's willing to carry twins and and transfer more than one embryo, that all parties are uh, informed and they know what all the risks are and they know what they're getting themselves into. So number of embryos to transfer, very important topic. You know, like I said, there are those key topics that we like to bring up um, during the match call so that they're verbalized and put out there um, and discussed over the call. And it's important for everyone listening to know that the match call is not um, the end-all, be-all, you know, it doesn't solidify the match per se. It's more of a warm, uh, or I should say a cold introduction would be the profile, and then diving into a more warm introduction is that phone call. And then we see intended parents and um, surrogates solidify that match in a number of different ways. You could move on to a Skype call 
So then you could physically see the person that you're speaking to. Um, oftentimes, intended parents like to fly to where the surrogate lives if she's out of state and go and meet her for coffee um, and her husband or spouse, um, which is another key thing um, as an aside. The spouses uh, or partners are on the match call of the surrogate. Um, so that's important that um, ladies, if you're out there listening, that you include your husband or spouse in that match call because it's a journey for them too. And quite honestly, I know many of them want to hear the voices of the intended parents and get their take on things. And it just, it helps them feel um, much more included throughout the process. But diving back into ways that the match is um, solidified after that match call, Skype call or meeting in person via the intended parents kind of flying in if it's an out-of-state match, um, or, or even oftentimes intended parents will meet the surrogate physically for the first time in person at that initial clinical appointment. So everyone will meet in the morning for the clinical appointment and then kind of afterwards go out for lunch or dinner or something of that nature. So... You know, how that match is actually finalized and solidified is really up to the intended parents and the surrogates to do what they feel is um, comfortable for them so that they feel confident with that person moving forward. So after the call, we can exchange, if all parties would like to, we can exchange email and phone numbers. And, you know, we encourage everyone to kind of take it from there um, and start building that rapport offline without me involved per se. So that's very important that you start building that rapport with, you know, your potential surrogate with your and potential intended parents. You know, in conclusion here around, you know, preparing for your match call, um, and to recap, you're going to go into it very nervous. We as the agency, we're going to set you up for success in the best possible way. We're going to give you, you know, a preset list of questions that you can use and, Use them as your topic, as your outline, if need be, if the conversation, um, you know, needs help. Um, and then we're there the entire time with you. So, you, you know, you can feel supported and know that someone who's been an intended parent is on the call with you. Um, and oftentimes we have a surrogate coordinator on the call, too. Um, and so we have both sides of the equation on the call there to support you the entire time. Um, remember that. You want your call to be, in your match experience overall, to be an organic experience that doesn't feel forced, um, very important. And then keep an open mind. Um, it's really great to go into the match call with, um, with expectations, but you really don't know what the dynamic will be until you get on that call. So go into it with an open mind. Um, you want the conversation to be kind of lighthearted um, and you want to ease your way into it. And then lastly, I would say the match is going to be what you make of it. You know, if we as the agency match you with the really great surrogate, and same thing for the surrogates, we match you with some really great intended parents that, you know, meet all the requirements you're looking for in a match, but then you fail to to reach out and build that rapport. You may not have as great of a match as you wanted. You really need to go the extra mile. The match will ultimately be what you make of it. Um, we as the agency will, will always do everything that we can to foster a really great relationship and keep everything harmonious and pleasant for both parties, but you really need to be assertive and dive into that match um, and, and again, make it what, what you want it to be because it's all about your experience, what your hopes and dreams are for your surrogacy journey. And so that's very important to assert that and to make it, again, make it your own. That's very important. So um, 
And also here in the studio, so everyone knows, I don't know if your mic is on, Erica, but we have Erica, the fabulous Erica Daybook in the studio with us. She's been so quiet today. Hi. Yeah, I'm just letting Frank <laughs> talk. Um, he's the expert on all of these things. So I'm learning as I'm sitting here. So and, that's really why I'm, I'm Erica, being quiet. Erica's actually listened in on a few match calls, and so she knows yes. She knows how that nervous energies. Oh, in yeah. Here I mean, sometimes you almost like cringe for them because it does start out kind of awkward and you're kind of like, Oh gosh, I really hope this goes somewhere. But those conversations, the, when they, even the most awkward ones end up becoming something more, um, because it, it starts out with, Oh, you know, how many kids do you have? Oh, what's your favorite thing to do with your kids? And then they're laughing and talking and, you know, Frank couldn't be more right that starting with those personal questions and getting to know each other on a more personal level, because it's going to, I mean, you're going to be open to each other. It's a very personal journey. Um, and starting with that really does make a big difference in in the match in general. So, yeah. I just like listening <laughs> to Frank talk. <laughs> That's why I'm just quiet. He's very, he's very well-spoken. I really try my best. Um, but I think those are the key points that we have um, today for preparing for a match call. Um, and just remember, you can only prepare as much as you can. We're there to help you, but... Um, at the end of the day, the match will end up being what you make of it. And we as the agency are going to make sure that we put you on a call with someone that meets all the requirements that you were looking for initially. Um, and someone that we feel would be a really great fit with, you know, for you and your circumstance for your journey. And then the rest of it will be, um, building that rapport and, and making sure that you find those commonalities with that potential match. So very important things. Um, we're also I just wanted to add, you know, if, for whatever reason, a match call really doesn't go your way. Just tell us. <laughs> just let us know. Right. Let Frank know. We're really understanding people, um, and we'll rematch you. So, you know, it, it does feel kind of like a huge letdown or, or like the journey's over. But, no, it, it hasn't even begun yet then, and, and Frank will find you um, a better match. Right, and that's one. true. If, if the call is awkward and you just don't feel a good vibe or connection with that person, by all means, let us know. We, um, and it's, that's an important topic too, for surrogates to know, because I feel like there's a lot of surrogates out there when I'm reading the different forums and blogs that always say that, you know, the agency matched me with a set of mm-hmm. intended parents that I really didn't like, or there was a language barrier or what have you. We here at Golden Surrogacy you know, we are with you the entire length of your journey, and we do not want to pair you up with someone that you know you're just going to have a very terrible time with. And, you know, great, you get pregnant, you help them have a baby, but just the experience for you isn't great either. So Sarah gets listening out there, we're never going to match you with intended parents or an intended parent that you don't want to be matched with. Um, it has to be a mutual match. So that's a very equal important... Equal completely. Yeah, equal. Like that's what we're Abs- all about. Absolutely. So with that... I don't have anything else. Is there anything else? I think else? that was no? great. I mean. So what I was going to say was that um, we're actually putting together a blog, right? Yes. So which same kind topic. Of, same topic, um, which will have a lot of the same key points and maybe some some different ones. I think it'll be a little yeah, more detailed what maybe. What we've noticed, um, you know, from my standpoint as a marketing communications specialist, is that um, some people read our blogs and other people listen to our podcast. So you will start to see a little bit more um, cohesiveness between the two platforms because we want to make sure that our voice is being heard whether you're a reader or a listener or both um, so yeah you might start seeing a little bit of similarities between the blogs and the podcast moving forward 
And I think, yeah, that's great because people uh, will have different. diversity and people that like to just listen to my wonderful voice yeah. will tune in, um, which is great. I know when I... That's pr- why I keep quiet. When I proof these uh, these podcasts, I like cringe at myself. I'm like, oh, I hate oh, the no, way no, I sound. No. So I don't I know. Like everyone feels that Maybe way. Maybe we could do some like voice editing and like change the yeah. octave of my voice. That would be pretty cool. Um, that's all I have um, for everyone today. I hope you found the information to be very useful. Um, I would invite all of you um, that if you have topics and things that you would like us to talk about, um, to email us at info at And please visit all of our platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's at Golden Surrogacy. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast segment. This is Frank Golden reminding you that everyone deserves a family. Mm-hmm.